Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. That's ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Again, that's ebaymotors.com. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. What's up, you guys? It is March 9th, 2022. This is Fightful Wrestling, and this is your post AEW Dynamite Review. This is my first time back on an AEW review since last week as I was out of town in town for Revolution this past weekend, but you got plenty of AEW Revolution content, I'll tell you. Three-plus hours worth of it. Uh, thanks for that, Alex. Well, and- you know, it was five hours of programming, which we distilled down to three hours of talking about it. Usually, it's like two and a half hours of talking about a two-hour program. Just so- hit that mute button on Alex real quick. Usually, I only do that to Denise. <laughs> but a big thank you for you and Kate filling in for me this week. Uh, by the way, guys, this show brought to you by our friends at NordVPN.com slash Fightful and AthleticGreens.com slash Fightful. We'll tell you more about that later, and we'll brag an awful lot about FightfulSelect.com. If you have not subscribed to it, it might be a good idea for you guys to do that if you like wrestling news and all that good stuff. But we do have Alex Pawlowski here with us. Uh, I'll be gone next week. Robert will be back filling in for me as I'm having dental surgery. So no listing your boy next week, but we had a pretty big one this week as we had former Impact World Champion Josh Alexander in studio. Uh, It was fascinating. He walked us through the process of him working, quite honestly, a lot of people. I I found out less about his re-signing than, quite honestly, most re-signings of late. Uh, So check that out. And on the list goes on, he gave us like a unique perspective of how the locker room looks at dirt sheets, which was fascinating because he talked about them like reading our reports as they're all backstage and they all look around and they're like, which one did it? which one said something. Uh, Both talks are very, very great to listen to. Uh, We're going to have more in-studio guests on Listing Your Boy in the future. But you know what? You're here right now. Leave a thumbs up on this video. Donate a Super Chat. Donate a Humper Chat. If you don't know what a Humper Chat is, go to HumperChats.com. You can leave a question or statement. It'll get read on the air. You can use your PayPal, Streamlabs, all that good stuff. And you can leave them before the show starts. So if you don't watch the show live, 
that will help you out an awful lot. Our great moderator, Luis, is helping us out. He has stepped up big time of late, taking on additional work. I want to thank my entire news team. They bust their asses all the time, but especially AEW Nights. Uh, Jeremy Lambert leads the charge on that, and he does incredible work. But Gisberto and Robert and Colby and all those guys doing that work, Kyler on the, the social media end of things, big thank you to all of them. But let's talk AEW Dynamite. Alex, I'm going to take a couple victory laps tonight. You should. I should. I should. FightfulSelect.com. Subscribe, my friends. It's a good time. We have fun. I do a Q&A show there every week. Uh, Alex does two sour graps there per week when he's not filling in for me. But ShotKid29 says this was the best Raw after WrestleMania in years. <laughs> Very clever. That is true. Very clever. Well, we got Chris Jericho coming out looking like he was 37 years old again. Jesus Christ. Yeah. This guy, he looks great, Alex. He really does. Um, he's he's taking fantastic care of himself. I feel like he had that that health scare when he was overseas, and I feel like that probably lit a fire under him to to, to get himself healthy. Um, uh, he looks great. He really does. He's he 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 he, he, he looks like uh, uh, the old Jericho. You know who else looks like the old Jericho? Dolph Ziggler from last night looks like the old Jericho <laughs> with the full beard. Like it was. Uh, it's, it's good stuff. Well, Jericho comes out and he says he's a man of his word. He should have uh, shook Eddie Kingston's hand. Well, Eddie Kingston comes out. He's got the Four Pillars shirt. Shout out to uh, Post for that that, that rad shirt. But he talks. Alex, I think you'd be better off explaining this one. Because the intricacies of this, he talked about how he wanted to just walk away and let the pressure get to him. But he had people that came up to him and said, your Players Tribune article saved my life. And that pushed him. Yeah, it was, um, that was some deep stuff. I, I, I want to say this fair play to Jericho because his, his promo that he cut by himself, where he was like, I made a mistake. I, I, I was, I was angry, was frustrated. I haven't lost the match. I should have shook Eddie's hand. And I, I've been losing sleep on it ever since because I made, I, I made that error. He, he sold me a ticket to his baby face turn so much so that I was angry. He was going to be a baby face that. again. I saw that. I was like, no, I don't want to have to root for him again. Um, but the other thing about this is here's what a magician Eddie Kingston is. Eddie Kingston comes out and cuts this promo about how um, you you got to me with all your I'm always going to be a failure stuff. You you got me back in that dark place and I wanted to go somewhere and drink until I couldn't stand up and then throw this match to you. But then people came to me and they told me that I was their rock, that that I they needed me to be the Eddie Kingston who could beat Chris Jericho. And that's why I did it. Not, not for me, definitely not for you. I did it for those people. He had tears in his eyes. This was all great. But also, the way he said how much he respected Chris Jericho for wanting to do the right thing and being the stand-up guy, and you brought the greatest out of me, and I think I brought the greatest out of you, he was selling me a ticket for me to root for Eddie Kingston and Chris Jericho as a tag team. Like, I was going to have to root for Chris Jericho because if Eddie Kingston is Chris Jericho's tag partner, I have to root for Chris Jericho. That's how good Eddie Kingston is making me root for stuff because I hate Chris Jericho. But all of this was fantastic. I could not believe that that they were actually going to team up. And, of course, they didn't. (laughs) 2.0 comes out. Daniel Garcia comes out, which, let me tell you, Daniel Garcia probably ain't long for this team. We'll talk about that later. 
but they all jump <clears throat> Eddie Kingston, including, well, they all jump Eddie Kingston. And what you'll notice is they didn't put the boots to Jericho. No, they pushed Jericho down gingerly and he grabbed Ooh. his neck. And it was, it was a, enough to convince me because Jericho got dropped on his head on mm -hmm. Sunday night. Yeah. So I was like, oh man, like maybe, maybe he is, maybe they're, they're going to play this up, but they would like slightly push to the point to yeah. where I was going to come on here and say, man, this wasn't a convincing beating at all. <laughs> <laughs> Santana and Ortiz come out and Jericho takes a bat to both of them. Yeah. Hager follows. He's with Jericho. He's still there. So you've got. 2.0, Daniel Garcia, Jericho, and Hager. And Hager was always going to be in the custody right. of, of Jericho. Uh, Hager has a little bit of trouble getting up Eddie Kingston. <laughs> and even he had, when he, he... He had a lot of bit of trouble. He like, had a lot of trouble. <laughs> and let me tell you, bud, understandable. Yeah. We're going to let that one slide is what we're going to do. But uh, thankfully, he had people in there helping him. Just pulling on Eddie's legs like a lever. Uh, and then dropping him on the back of his head through Ooh. the table. But it, it went as about as well as it was going to go from yeah. the jump. Like, yeah. it went about as well. And that's where the segment peaked, because they named themselves the Jericho Appreciation Society, Alex. Jericho, now, he he thought GFY was going to get over as a babyface thing. <laughs> but I think he knows the Jericho Appreciation Society is what you name your heel faction, so everybody boos you. Now, the other thing is he's going to have to he's going to have to stop using Judas as an entrance theme because that thing that thing is going to get sung by those people. It's like a Pavlov's dog reaction when that song starts yeah. playing. Everyone starts singing, and you can't have them all start singing for this guy who beat the hell out of Eddie Kingston and like had his had his uh, his friggin' Frankenstein's monster drop Eddie on the back of his dome off the off the apron. Like you can't you can't have that. He's gotta be a bait, he's gotta be a heel now. So no more Judas. I just don't think it can work anymore. Do you think he uses another one of his songs? He might. A song they don't know. He's got Fozzie's got a lot of songs. So so let's say every other song. Yeah. Pick one they don't know Enem the lyrics to. Enemy Perfect. is a good song. It's a legitimately yeah. good song. Yeah. Uh we've got Mark saying guys dynamite, huh? Good times. Indeed. Nathan DePaul says, the name is so bad, I think they're doing it on purpose. I agree with yeah. Alex. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I think that Jericho is smart enough to know that Jericho Appreciation <laughs> Society is very self-aggrandizing. Yeah. The only nitpick I have with this whole, honestly, I thought the segment went really, really well. All of it. From, from Jericho's like fake baby face thing, to Eddie's pr promo, which was amazing, to them making me think I was going to have to root for them as a tag team. The beatdown? And then everything except for dropping Eddie on his head. The one thing I would change, yeah. I don't want Daniel Garcia anywhere near this thing. That guy's way too cool to be following around Chris Jericho's dad rock group. Like he's, he's needs to get picked up by, by William Regal and his boys. Yes. Yes. I would agree. I would completely agree with that. The Hound says Alex putting in work the last few days for the podcast. You all are awesome, always an awesome part of the week. Great pay-per-view post show. Thank you so much. Uh, we appreciate all the super chats and yeah. humper chats. Don't forget to leave a thumbs up on this video, though. We would greatly appreciate it. Zen says, Garcia to Jericho instead of Danielson. Moxley is a more gutting steel than Wilson to Denver. I would hold up on that because I think this is a natural feud in the future for uh, a couple of guys. Shotkid29 says, shouts to Eddie for shutting that fool up 
real quick as only he can. Eddie is great at shutting down what chance uh, yeah. people like in general, like he's great at it. He really does. Was. Yeah. Mr. Black soul says that Jericho turn popped me about time. They closed the inner circle chapter long yep. live the jackass appreciation society. There you go. That's that's going to be called that. It's definitely going to be called that at times, Alex. <laughs> oh, yeah. Some, somebody's going to call it that. That's for true. Uh, that's true. But also, I love that it's uh, J-A-S. And I can imagine, like, Jericho being like, yeah, jazz! Or something like that. He's going to call it that. Or maybe he's going to be like, oh, it's it's like a soft yay. J- soft J. Like, yaz. It's oh. yaz. He's going to call <laughs> no. it that. He's going to call it that. Yaz. Nurguru says Jericho must be eating those athletic greens. I mean, I'm not sitting here and saying that you'll look exactly like Chris Jericho's body transformation if you take athletic greens, but you will. Go to athleticgreens.com slash fightful. Man, you want to get your multivitamins in a way that absorbs better than a tablet. That tablet's going to pass right through. You're not going to get those nutrients. But one scoop of AG1 has 75 vitamins, minerals, and whole food sourced ingredients with a multivitamin, multimineral, probiotic, green superfood blend, and more in one convenient daily serving. A whole lot of you are not getting enough greens, and a whole lot of you are not getting your multivitamin. Uh, take uh, Take those athletic greens, and they work together to fill those nutritional gaps in your diet. They add your energy. They add to your focus. They aid with gut health and digestion, give you a better immune system, and it replaces all those pills that you got to take. Not only that, one of the best things about AG1 is they're not just sticking to the formula with brought, which brought them to the dance. As science evolves and research changes, so does Athletic Greens. They have changed it 53 times over the last decade, over five times a year. They are adjusting this formula to make sure it's the best for you. Alex, you look amazed by this. It is pretty amazing, though, isn't it? Five times a year? At over five five point three times. What year. if I get if I get too much of it? Does it like become like like you know like it's uh, obsolete? No, no, not at all. Okay, good. But you get a free one year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase at athleticgreens.com/slash fightful today. Vitamins, minerals, dairy free probiotics, adaptogens, antioxidants, superfood complexes, digestive enzyme, mushroom complexes. I love hearing from you guys that order this and tell me how much better you're feeling. Makes me very happy. Athleticgreens.com slash fightful. Jambeard says Inner Circle 2.0 was right there. Still a bad name, but a lot better than JAS. Also, Garcia is about to take that Sammy spot in the Inner Circle and going to show out that TV time. I think he gets pulled away pretty quickly the, from, the, from this. The only caveat I would have to that is that they never mentioned anything about that in this upcoming Regal promo. Didn't mention, like, let's bring in some youth and, and teach them the, the right way to go. Mm. And since that first thing between Daniel Bryan and Mox, he hasn't been like, I need you to join me so that we can teach up these other guys. They only yeah. name dropped those dudes in the first promo. So that maybe they've gotten away from that, but I hope that's not the case. Yeah, I hope that's not the case either. Um, I think that they're still going to lean into that. Okay, good. Mark says... Surely they're not going with JAS as a faction name, right? Inner Circle 2.0 is sitting right there. Uh, I think the, yeah, I mean, Inner Circle 2.0 would make a lot of sense. But also, I think that probably Jericho and AEW in general feel a special kind of way about Inner Circle. That was a big part of them launching Dynamite. That's true. 
Zin says Jericho could do a Nakamura and use a Japanese singer so no one can sing along. That's not a bad idea. Yeah. He he could like have like a different language version <laughs> of Judas. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, yeah. Brent Lockman says Jericho and 2.0 or Darby and Jeff Hardy, which is a more natural pairing. Darby and Jeff. But yeah. Jericho and 2.0, I think, are a very, very good one as well. That's that is good. And this way, this way he can't he can't call uh call Matt Lee squarehead anymore. Because that was <laughs> that was really old immediately. I would kind of like it if he still did. If he lost the match, he would absolutely call him a square. He's like, no, he's like, uh, you and Squarehead, you all take this side. <laughs> <laughs> and he's just like, what the hell, man? I thought we were past this. Brian says, Jericho Appreciation Society should attack the TNT champ. Or uh, He said, Jericho Apparention Society. Mm. I think he means Appreciation Society. Yeah. Grayman says, now AEW has 29 tag teams and 2.0 got a big push. I'm glad they have a bunch of teams. Yeah. Makes me very, very happy. Fear and Loathing in New York says, the most surprising thing tonight, Garcia joining Control Your Jericho. <laughs> Least surprising thing tonight, Hager joining Control Your Jericho. And Sawyer says, major WWE crowd tonight more than last week. Kudos, Eddie, for handling the what chant Judas has to go, but chanting yes for Danielson nowadays is just as grating. I don't think so with Danielson it, it's so ingrained in him but yeah I mean he did say that he wasn't going to do it anymore yeah. and it hasn't hurt him a single bit right Eric said JAST is already on pro wrestling T's site man those pro wrestling T's guys keep shooting themselves in the foot huh yep <laughs> Ellie Statis says they had two point Jericho right there yeah that too demolition crunch says I didn't know anything about Eddie before AEW now I love him Hey, yeah. that's that's the goal, man. You you see what other people see. That's why I don't believe in the fabled casual fan, Alex, because you would think that the fabled casual fan would look at Eddie Kingston and go, well, he doesn't look like a wrestler mm -hmm. based on what a bunch of dorks on the internet say. Yeah. I am of the belief that a casual fan would probably look at what the normal crowd is reacting to and say, this guy must be pretty cool. He seems pretty cool to me. Yeah. And that seems to be the case with Eddie Kingston. Yeah, if you're into AEW at all, if you're not like currently hate watching it, and yes. everybody who's watching a AEW is into this particular person, and you're like, well, well, this guy, he seems cool to me, and everyone loves this guy. Maybe I should look more into his background or whatever and find out whatever was. was that was the other thing about the, the the punk entrance kerfuffle. Like every the people here who seem to really know what's going on are really excited about this song. Like maybe I should understand that there's a reason why everyone knows the song and loves the song. And I'd be like, Hey, this isn't something I know me. Like it's, that doesn't, it's not a good way of watching. Anything. I agree. Yeah. I am with you right there, bud. Tom Valley says, Alex, what podcast are you on tomorrow? Or is it Linda? And please in Regal's <laughs> voice say Wardlow. Wardlow. No, tomorrow, <laughs> Thursday, that is my one night off. Gonna need you to cover impact wrestling, pal. <laughs> It's actually been great lately. Josh Weaver says, who wants a taste of Yas? <laughs> Mike Lima says, don't forget Pinnacle started with MJF and Spears betting in 2020. Yeah. Don't be surprised if you and Garcia come under Regal's wings down the road. I'm expecting it. I'm expecting it. John Alba. Yes, that John Alba says, just stopping in to say wrestling fucking rules. Well, you know what? I got to watch 
John Alba film a bit of his uh, The Extreme Life with Matt Hardy this week. It was fascinating to watch. I highly encourage that podcast, guys. Mm. Um, especially, I mean, he dropped a clip today of Matt like pre-reacting to Jeff coming to AEW, which I thought was very clever. That was funny. Um, Matt has an incredible recall. Like I, I listened to him talk about certain bits of footwork and stuff in the, in the final deletion It is a must listen podcast. It is incredible. You guys got to check that out. There's a very underrated episode on big money, Matt. And you may think, well, gosh, what that's awfully recent. He talks about how the Italian stallion basically screwing him and Jeff out of money earlier in their careers was the motivation for this character. So uh, definitely check that out. Miguel says, Revolution was great in person. My first AEW show. I enjoyed it. Dynamite tonight was enjoyable. Regal's promo was amazing. Dante did amazing. Jeff's debut could have been a tad bit better, but still liked the debut. Miguel, I'm glad you enjoyed Revolution. AEW is an experience like, like quite frankly, no other yeah. right now. Uh, you you got to see it live. But uh, yeah, man, like I'm glad you got to experience it. I, I'm pretty much in agreement with, with all that stuff as well. Yeah. Alan says, people who need who say Eddie doesn't look like a wrestler need to go back and look at Dick the Bruiser and the Blackjacks. You all bought the WWE nonsense. Why? I mean, not only that, WWE has had plenty of people that look like that. That's true. And do pretty well. CM Punk backstage promo. Also, I want to give an important update, Alex. Yes. He unblocked me on Twitter after he oh. said he wasn't going to. Wow. Wow. Did you happen to see that clip? I did. He understood. He knew that I wasn't in the wrong there. <laughs> yeah. He figured it out. Yeah. I'm not in the wrong there. I didn't do it. Yep. But uh great great friends us two. Uh I love this this backstage promo. Yeah. I thought it was really good. Yeah. Uh, how'd you feel? Um well, here's what I did love about this and I think that that it's it's good that both of them weren't there but especially MJF. After that war mm-hmm. on 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 Sunday, you neither guy needs to be on dynamite this week like yes. not not live on there because they killed each other yes, and i think did. it's re- like just the way that, that punk the, i'm gonna cl- i'm gonna be cleaning my own dried blood out of my ears for weeks is yes. such a very vivid description of what a match like that does to you physically beyond everything else the aches and pains oh yeah i still got some of that in there um i really like them selling that war they went to for this and it's to me and i'll talk about this later um i think it's very important that mjf was nowhere to be seen on this episode so that when we see him next week it's a big time moment tremaine says heel jericho tends to be the best jericho gfy well i hope he brings back gfy now because he should it's a yes thing. yeah Speaking of Wardlow, he comes out he talks about the struggles that his family faced when he was younger about how uh he grew up poor and he saw his mom struggling to provide and he got into wrestling because he knew that was his opportunity. And even though he's still under contract to Maxwell Jacob Friedman and he's very thankful for the doors he's opened, he doesn't care anymore and he hopes that MJF will just release him so he doesn't have to powerbomb him repeatedly. And he says, this is Wardlow's world. So Wardlow isn't like the most charismatic dude on the microphone in the world, but you know what? Neither was a guy named Dave Batista, who happens to be one of the biggest action stars in the world right now. Yep. Yep. He's going to be just fine. And this was a more than good promo to me. Man, he's going to be more than just fine. Like, we, mm-hmm. we've been talking about 
the Wardlow Batista comparisons for a while. They're right like, there, man. They're right there. The template like, is there. Like Wardlow in in 10, 12, 15 years might not be doing this anymore because he might be in, in 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 Hollywood making big time movies. Like yeah. he's he's a really good looking dude. Like he's got a fantastic voice. Like the timber of it is not too low. Like it's it's a really good voice. Um, and and like well, while was he wasn't just like perfect on the mic, he didn't make mistakes. Like he he, he was able to like lay out what he was saying perfectly. It was a very white meat baby face promo. Like he even thanked MJF yes. for the opportunity. Like that's but and here's the thing. This is also so important for what I think the next step is here. Him saying, MJF just released me from my contract so I can sign a new one with with AEW. Yes. Because if you if you just do that, I have no problem walking away and washing my hands of you. And I don't want to do it. I not, well, nothing more from you. I don't want to. I don't, don't want to power bomb you into the center of the earth. I mean, I do, but I'm not going to if you just do the right thing love and let me out of my contract. That's a really great baby face thing to do. It shows that he's not going to back down from him if MJF screws with him, but also he's willing to be the better man, take the high road and walk away. Of course, MJF's not going to let him do that. So we're going to eventually get to see him powerbomb MJF through the center of the earth. Wardlow is going to be one of the very, very biggest stars in wrestling very quickly within the next couple of years. And after that, I believe he's going to be a huge crossover sensation. Tom says MJF gets Wardlow a DQ win next week and not the title. No. Well, there, there's a lot of there's a lot of conversation to be had there, and we will be having that towards yeah. the TNT title match. Yes. Chris says Wardlow can cut a promo. I was I was very impressed. Like it the wasn't. Thing was, we haven't seen him cut a promo like I this know. ever. So we were all waiting to see, like, can this dude talk? He's had a couple of, like, moments where he's had a, a, a line or two, and he seems like a cool guy. But, like, we haven't seen him, like, here is my story laid out for you while I'm talking on a microphone in the middle of the ring. We've never seen that before. So I thought he I thought he passed that test with flying colors. I thought he did, too. This wasn't like a promo. This, this ain't like a hard times promo I'll remember forever. But I'll always like I look at Wardlow and I'm like, well, that's not a deficiency. Like it's not, it's not a flat tire on right. his road to superstardom or anything like that. He's gonna be just fine. And I thought this was a great way to start it off. Yep. Jambeard says Wardlow didn't need charisma for this promo because he came across real and very likable. Yep. I mean, I, it does saying charisma doesn't mean like the rock or anything like that. I mean just like that, that magnetism. But the magnetism that he had was how the hell is he going to do? Oh my gosh, he's relatable. Yeah. And like you this can, big dude is sirloin beef sons of bitch is relatable. The the thing about him too is he's got such great facial expressions. Yes, he does. Like that that he can carry a lot of that. What he's the strong silent type. Unless you need him to cut a promo, and then he can. That's great. I like the idea that he can be that. Like the the moment where he was came out at Revolution and was looking for the ring, couldn't find it. And then finally he did in that moment where he was like, oops, like yeah. you can, he, that's charisma. Like being able to know exactly how to make that face and that moment work, then that's charisma. It just hasn't, has, he doesn't have to exactly, as you say, be the rock cutting promos like that. We've got a couple more super, or super chats. Eric says 12 rounds, 10 world blows more. <laughs> And Valab says it's not just that he can cut a promo. He did it live in the middle of the ring, not a video package or a recorded segment. 
True. That is very true. That is very true. Bill says, I was praying that Wardlow didn't sound like David Beckham. Jesus. And Dan says, I honestly became the biggest Wardlow fan tonight. I'm a huge work rate kind of pro wrestling fan. Loved his promo. It struck a chord with me. That said, I legit want him to get the Goldberg push and chant wrestling Mm -hmm. megastar and crossover potential. I agree with both of those. I agree with the Goldberg push. He's already got the chant. The chant's worth. Now it's really going to be going. When he's starting to have matches. Exactly. All the time. He's got the chant going now. As far as like being a workhorse guy, like I don't think anybody would consider Dave Batista like a workhorse guy, but you best believe that when he and Undertaker, not also not a workhorse guy at that point, got snubbed out of their their main event spot, they said, All right, we're gonna show them who the workhorse guys are, yeah. and they could they could turn it on and they could do it. Yeah, and Wardlow can do it, he can yep. absolutely get it done. AEW world title match. Actually, let's talk about FTR before then. FTR yeah. just straight up fire Tully Blanchard. That's about it. They fired his ass. Uh, they didn't like the way that uh, they that he was talking to them. Zeke says, do they hire Bret Hart? I would be shocked if Bret was going to go on the road all the time. Yeah. But I mean, they. I bet you if he was available, they would love to do it. Yeah, I mean, that. I'm sure that's, they would love that. Uh, th- there were some really interesting things about this because they the reason they fired him is because he wanted them to focus on getting the titles back and they wanted to focus on beating up the young bucks. Yes. So like, th- I mean, firing Tully Blanchard, who has only been a heel in AEW, is a babyface move. But focusing on beating up the young bucks, who are very soon going to be turning babyface, is a heel move. It's an interesting little gray area they've got for themselves. But I love what this signals more to me is that the pinnacle is also crumbling. We like, had just a million splits tonight. Yes. By the way. Yeah. I feel like they could have stretched these out a little bit. Like this could have been a rampage. Yeah. And it would have been, it would have probably went a little bit better. Yeah. Wheeler Yuta and Pack happened. But it happened because of the match we're talking about next. (laughs) The world title match. But I do want to talk about that. This world title match did not go the 60 minutes. No, of course And it happened early in the show. Yeah. I love this for multiple reasons. Tony Khan looked at this within kayfabe. Mm I am to believe that Tony Khan looked at this and said, you know, actually the TNT title match is bigger because we kind of know Hangman's going to win this, but you know what? God damn it. Dante earned the, the match. He's getting the match, whether I think he's going to win or not, but I'm going to have a match on standby because I don't expect it to go 60 minutes. And if it does, well, I don't want to start at the bottom of the hour and uh, or mm-hmm. the top of the hour and go the whole hour and then have to scramble to put something together. So they had a standby match. I love the explanation of that. And I really liked Dante and Hangman Page. Now there were a couple spots I didn't like, there's obviously the botch on the on the body press, and then the Hurricane Rana into the the apron area that Heyman kind of gingerly went through. Those weren't great spots. This was a fine match, though. I thought it was really good. It was the post match that that helped make Dante Martin yeah. because Hangman said, "Buddy, I know you had a tough year. You overcame a lot. You got to the title match, and you didn't quite win it now. But I know you're going to be back here one day, and I would love to do this again with you." This was really good for Dante. Now he gets to go back and do his tag team. And uh, all is right in the world. And I I just love them adding this match to this dynamite 
Why the hell not? Right. Um, uh, I I also loved, as you said, this is th- them having a standby match after this one uh, is the exact opposite of how in every episode of WWE there was like, yes. I'm going to make the main event right now. Well, what was your main event before this? Like yes. you, you went into the show was starting and you had nothing to go on in the main event slot. That's ridiculous. Um, I liked that they actually had this whole thing planned out. And well, we have extra time. Let's put another match on for you guys to watch. I thought that was good. But um, this match was a lot of fun. I, I did enjoy a lot of the finishing sequence. Um, uh, but you're right. Um, Dante Martin uh, has consistently been put over, over and over again, even in defeat. Like, Let's not forget the one dude Malachi Black ever showed respect to after Malachi beat him was Dante Martin. That nod from when Dante was top of the ramp and Malachi was still in, still in the ring. That nod after that after Malachi beat him. I'll never forget that. That was a very interesting choice that they did. Um, and this as well for Hangman Page, who is the ace of the company, the champion, to call him back down to the ring to give him this pep talk. That meant a lot. Um, the only thing I would say is with the last Dante lost his last match. Like, like I understand, I guess he was still number two in the rankings, but yeah, he lost to, to Will Hobbs to get into to the ladder match. And the next match we see him, he's getting a world title match. That's just not what AEW normally does. I'm going to let it slide because of the overall story of Dante Martin and this match, but I don't love seeing that as a, as a general rule. Because he was so high up in the rankings, I was cool with it. Because yeah. what are you going to do? You're going to have him fall back down the rankings? I mean, well, him yeah. losing to Hangman doesn't hurt. That's true. Whatsoever. No, 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 no. Because, I mean, I, I grew up in the era. Like, I would tune in on Saturday, and it's like, Bret Hart versus Buddy Landell for the WWF Championship. And I was like, what? Yeah. What the hell are we doing here? I love yeah. it. Like, I'm all for that. Like, like these, if, if he got there up in the rankings, and Hangman's willing to take the match. Yeah. I'm ready. I love it. So after this, we did get Adam Cole coming out and he wants to face Hangman next week. We got a six-man tag and Adam Cole very much implies it's the Young Bucks. And then backstage, he's with all of them and the Young Bucks are like, whoa, 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 whoa. we're not having anything to do with that. And then Adam Cole switches it up. We know he's about to pick the Bucks, but they say they don't want it. He goes, no, no, it's, it's Bob and Kyle. And I love that Kyle was like, man, you're so full of yourselves. <laughs> you're very selfish, guys. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah, he's he's so good. Said um, that they, they, they're they very young fellows. They know. Young, and they love to throw a party. They love to throw a party. They're his friends, not hangmans. They like, know hangman very well. Like Young fel- so young fellows immediately disqualifies Bobby Fish. So yes, he's, exactly. not, he's not allowed to be involved. Um, but I, I, I thought this was really good. It, it also keeps that whole thing of young bucks. They get to still stay heelish. Yes. Because they're not directly involved with all of this other stuff. And I think that that's, that's going to work uh, fantastically. Um, and uh, the, the other thing, of course, related to this is that the, the Dark Order want to like draw straws, I guess, to be Hangman's partners for the six-man tag. He's like, oh, I just ran into... Jungle Express, and they were they wanted another shot at the Bucks. So I said yes. I'm I'm sorry, guys, but now Jungle Express doesn't even get a shot at the Bucks. They get a shot at Red Dragon, which I guess should be fine too. Oh man, 
Well, we got that pack Wheeler U to match, and the crowd was more concerned about uh, <laughs> Dan House. And actually, I should probably read some of the super chats. Uh, Miguel says the final sequence into the buckshot. Dante and Paige is beautiful. Yes, and Dante's heel cracking hangman Ooh. in the back of the head. Ooh. Holy cow. Yeah. And then, by, by the way, backstage, as you mentioned, Dark Order was like so excited to team. Yeah. But this has been like the concern for me, and they're finally rectifying it. Yeah. Uh, so such a big part of Hangman's journey to the top has been Dark Order making him even more likable. And then he's just not been around them lately. He's not been yeah. a good friend. And this was another instance of him maybe not being a great friend. Yeah. And then them pretending they didn't care. Tony says they have to set up a reason that Cole will betray the Bucks. They always pick uh, others over him in some way. Well, I mean, also, there's a guy named Kenny Omega. Um, and and Nurguru says, unless it's leading him returning, I don't know why they went to Cole again. I thought for sure Punk was going to come out to confront Paige. Oh, no, no, no. Summer Punk 3.0. Well, I, as as much as I was sold on Omega coming back this past week, I don't think he's coming back anytime soon, based on yeah. what I'm hearing. I I think you can, you can do... Like, Hangman's going to face somebody before he mm-hmm. has a title match at Double or Nothing. I very much believe it's going to be Punk versus Hangman at Double or Nothing, but that's a yeah. long ways away. He's got to do something between now and then. Rematching and doing stuff with, with Adam Cole uh, I, I'm as fine as anything else. So this Dark Order stuff I, I really like. Chris says Silver and Reynolds are going to be Cole's teammates to get back at Hangman next week. <laughs> I don't think they would do that. No. Brent says, put a mic anywhere near fish and all is well. Well, he'd probably use one of those old timey mics that drops from the ceiling like that. Yeah. That's because he's, he's very old. Yes. That's the joke. He's old. Daniel says, here's my pitch. Six man tag. Bucks and Cole are, are gelling. They do the kiss spot. Omega returns and turns on Cole like SRS has said, but the Bucks are in on it. Omega has out cold Adam Cole. Then the biggest irony allows Hangman to pin Adam Cole. Until this week, I would have thought that. I just don't know if he's close to being back. Um, yeah. He had a lot of stuff to get fixed from what yeah. I understand. Like, yeah. based on what I heard, like, I don't know how the man functioned in the ring. Like, mm-hmm. that's that's how banged up he was. And uh, it made me gain even more respect for that guy from an in-ring perspective. Just the, the whole vertigo thing just seems impossible to wrestle. Buddy, I, I had vertigo, and, like, people would go to, to do, do a single leg, and they would do the, the knee pinch and spin, and the whole room just just wouldn't stop. And that guy's been wrestling with it and bouncing off the ropes and everything. It's It's unreal. And not only that, like, to get everything that he's had fixed, man, he's, he's yeah, I... But anything's possible, I guess. Josh says, is it still too soon for Dark Order heel turn? I don't think that group's going to be heel for a yeah. long time. Yeah. You can't. It's, I mean, it's Brody's team. Yeah. J- Jambeard says, give me Bucks, Page, Omega, Cole, Fish, Kyle O'Reilly, and Claudio to help Cole. I, I, I really think you got to go elite versus undisputed era. Like yeah. the, the straight up trios. You yeah, gotta do that. You got to do the trios. I think that Paige will have other things to do, you know? Yes, I agree. And um, those trios titles are coming. They are coming whenever they will. Omega's back. They will. 
Connor says, are we starting to see the build towards a Bucks face turn saying they don't want to do anything with fighting Hangman? Yes, yep. I yep. think so. Yep. I think so. Amir says, Dark Order bring in Bray Wyatt because Hangman dissed them? No. 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 No, I don't think so. James Barrett's, I mean, maybe if if Tony was desperate for, I don't want to say desperate is a word I'd use regarding Bray Wyatt, but it doesn't fit with the profile of this company. And I, I know Orange Cassidy and Danhausen are there. Yeah. But like if he wanted to add some depth to like a Ring of Honor or something like that, I could see him bringing a guy in. I think a lot of guys are going to be brought in on AEW slash ROH right. deals, though. A, I mean, the thing about Cassidy and Danhausen is they're very much tongue in cheek. Like they're, they're it is it is meant as for all of us to go ha 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 as opposed to Bray Wyatt, who's always been very self serious. Even the stuff that he was doing when he was doing the Mister Rogers Bray stuff, it was part of a darker, more serious theme. James says, I know I've asked this before. Are we getting any closer to the much dreamed of Coda Kenny story? I think we're getting closer every day, honestly. I think it's going to happen at some point. I do think so, too. Mike Lima says, Kenny Omega did a seven-star match with Vertigo. That's Kenny Omega. Man. Sawyer says, I don't believe in it, but Kenny is a good spokesman for that cupping therapy. I've I've heard a lot of good things from people that get it done. Daniel says Bucks turn, maybe Bucks FTR at double or nothing. I could see that match happening. Yeah. I, I definitely could. And speaking of uh, the the pinnacle exploding to some degree, Shotkid29 says, could this be an avenue to bring in the Briscoes? I'm going to say no. I wouldn't expect to see the Briscoes in AEW anymore uh, unless there's like a, a big change. Sova says, with Wardlow turning face and FTR firing Tully, does this mean the end of the pinnacle? Will it continue with MJF Spears FTR? Yeah, I think it continues with with those. I mean, it's those are the four main guys. Wardlow was the muscle, and yeah. Tully was the manager. I think that FTR might branch out and just kind of wind up doing their. Like, they keep talking about how they want to go out. They're actually going to start doing like indie dates and going out and doing their own thing or whatever. I don't know if they're going to be around AEW as much as 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 normal. But also, sure. I could just see if it just comes down to MJF and Spears. Like, yeah. like what that's the whole uh, uh, like MJF has been insulated from everything else because he's got this shield of all these dudes. If it's just him and the dude with the chair and that's it, what does that do to MJF? It's a good story. Tom says Tony D's thoughts on Jericho's turn. Ah, jeez, this freaking guy. Well, like, listen, I listen. You never can trust a guy who sings the rock music. That's what this Frank Sinatra. That's the only thing for me. Frank Sinatra, maybe a little Dean Martin. But he sang that before. He sang Frank. Yeah, but this there's a wolf in sheep's clothing. You can never trust a guy who wears the leather the leather vest to the ring. Never trust him. That's why I like Eddie Kingston because he speaks his mind. He's right. He's right here. I like I like that guy. Jambeard says this felt like a face turn for FTR. They want two heel teams: Bucks and Red Dragon, and Dax wanting to fight for his family. You know, I I don't hate that. Yeah. I don't. I don't hate them going the prize fighter. We're only doing this for our family route. Yeah. Ron says Hangman is going to tag with the Bucks. Hangman is turning into Kenny. I don't I don't think that so. That would surprise me. Plus, I could, I could see them get there if that's where they wanted to go, but that would really surprise me. Yeah. Uh, and, and which, I mean, here's the thing. Hangman said that he picked Jungle Express because they wanted to get their hands on the Bucks again. 
Bucks ain't in the match. No. So I wonder, like, you know, Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy could just leave him high and dry. They could. That would be an interesting approach. Yeah. That'd be very interesting. And I, I honestly think that those two could work as like a pseudo heel team as well. Yeah. Dan says, hold up, guys. I played high school and college football against Bobby Fish. I also trained with him a bit at our local sports club. Are you saying I'm old? Damn, upstate New York and Section 2 football represent. Well, I mean, I think it's cool that you played football when they had, like, the leather helmets The leather and stuff. helmets. That was pretty cool, man. That That's pr- pretty awesome, man. Yeah. The, the fact that you're still here and you have the wherewithal to send a humper chat yep. as opposed to a regular super chat. More on you, man. I mean... You got a couple more years before dementia hits you, but thank you. Thank you. We appreciate you. Yep. Nerd says, other than pettiness, I don't see a reason for the WWE to hold on to the Undisputed Era uh, trademark. Odds are they forgot they existed. They should just be called that. No, that's something that WWE, that's something WWE, yeah, WWE put an awful lot into that. Like, I don't blame them for wanting to hold on to a trademark in which they put a whole lot of resources into. Like, Listen, like you, you can get me to think that WWE is petty for a lot of stuff, but I don't think they're petty for the most protected stable in the history of a brand. And quite frankly, one of the biggest stables they've ever had in the company's history. Yeah. I, I don't think that that's petty. Mark Losper says, say it with me, guys. Jurassic Express. Hey, Mark, say it with me. They keep calling them Jungle Express yeah, yeah. on TV. They do. They shouldn't. They- but they do. They do. Daniel says, here's my pitch. Six-man tag. I, we read that one. Luis! Michael says, according to SRS, a Fightful Select, Miro signed a four-year sus- extension. Can you uh, comment on the details? Amir says, Juarez Miro. Russell Buzz says, a returning Miro to be a challenger for Hangman. I mean, all I can comment on is the fact that they hammered out the deal last year around uh, All Out or Full Gear. Miro was not supposed to wrestle those matches. He had an injured hamstring. He came in. He did that favor. He's healed up now. His deal was going to be up this spring, which was a shock to me when I found out. Like a year and a half deal he had. And then they reached a four-year extension, and he hasn't been on television since. Uh, I don't think that's a concentrated thing on his part. He's good to go based on what I hear. But Miro staying for four more years. I mean, to be honest with you, Alex, I would have figured that WWE probably would have been interested in maybe making him an offer to come back. I mean, they should. Like, all you have to do is look at what he was doing as TNT champion and go, oh, oh, well, let's just bring him back and do that. That's amazing. Like, because they struggled to figure out what to do with the guy after he rode a tank into WrestleMania. They were like, well, we're not really, maybe he's a comedy act. We're not really sure. Like this, this, just do this. So I, I'm, I'm, I miss Miro. I really do. But he can't just come back. I see people like, oh, Miro should come back and like face Keith Lee. No, because neither one of those guys should be losing feuds. Yes. Like you got to figure out who's the perfect guy for Miro to come in. That's going to, that for Miro to, to not, not just squash guys, but have a really meaningful feud that Miro can come out on top of. I'm just not sure who that is or where that comes out. When they have the right spot for him, they'll bring him back. Demolition Crunch says CM Punk blocked me again. No, he didn't. I'm looking at his Twitter right now, actually. I followed him yesterday. First time since 2015. Great pals, me and CM Punk. Great pals. 
Jay Blood says the I think the Kenny save of Hangman happens at double or nothing after Punk turns in the match. Punk could mess him up uh, to cover for mo- more months out. I mean, there's ways to get around Kenny doing a lot of stuff. You could yeah. delay his in-ring return by like a month or two after that because he comes and he makes uh, he attacks or something, makes a return. He cuts the promo the next week. Then you build towards his first match back and you do it in six-man tags. Yeah. Dan says, 40 years young. Guys, come on. Give me and Bobby Fish a break. Old man is mad. Well, Bobby's like 46 or 47, buddy. He's he's an older gentleman. Uh, Pack defeated Wheeler Yuta, who also I expect to be joining uh, another group. Crowd was most interested in Danhausen. They were not that there for this match besides that. Yep. And Pack gets the win. This made a lot of sense to me. I like I like Pack uh still not winning with the red arrow, even though they're a babyface team against House yeah. of Black. I like him still winning with the with that brutalizer. That's a really cool looking um uh submission move. I mean, Pack's great. I'm always gonna love Pack. Um now it just just like just I don't know, block out 20 minutes on a rampage or whatever. Give me Buddy Matthews versus Pack and tell them to go as fast as they can. That's what I just give it to me. I need it. Yep. I am agree in agreement there. Alicia says, does anyone else feel like JR's commentary takes you out of the match or experience? Yeah. Here and there. Here and there it does. Uh, we have the AHFO board meeting. This left plenty to be desired. It felt really rushed, but considering it was after a really long Regal promo that mm-hmm. I feel like probably wasn't supposed to go that long. Mm-hmm. I understand why Jeff straight up cut to the point. He says, you're trying to push me out. You're trying to vote me out. So let's vote. Cause I know my boys will never vote me out. Well, they did. And they beat Matt's ass. They did the thumbs up, thumbs down. They are more in sync with moves that require like two or three flips at a time. than they are their thumbs up to down. Uh, <laughs> but <laughs> Darby makes a save, Sting makes a save, and I use the term save very loosely for everybody involved in this segment because they come out and they're gingerly strolling to the ring. You know Darby's got a fucking skateboard. He could get there a lot quicker. (laughs) Then they get beaten up and Jeff Hardy comes out. (laughs) His brother is getting choked unconscious. Oh, that's so good. They like they Andrade has got a chair pressed into Matt's throat for four and a half minutes while people are coming down to the ring Listen, dancing. Yeah. I watch a lot of like murder mystery shows. It takes a lot longer to strangle someone than you realize. Yeah. They had all the time in the world. All the time in the world. All the time in the world. Jeff Hardy is there as reported. Yes. by FightfulSelect.com Indeed. on Saturday. I know a lot of you guys were disappointed by that MSG news, so I said, you know what? What the hoot and heck? Jeff Hardy, he's going to be on Dynamite this Wednesday. I also mentioned that Swerve would be debuting at Revolution, but um, I reported today that AEW was getting the theme song, Zach Tempest's Loaded, which is a part, uh, I'll give you guys a little scoop right now. They've got the Hollies theme as well (laughs) because they acquired the entire catalog for licensing. So they're able to use like, if Bob Holly shows up, they can 
Like, hit his music and <laughs> rest rest his soul crash holly is no longer with us or else no. that would be an amazing cameo yeah but like i i would i would really really love that this was okay but the the reaction was incredible uh bryson wants linda's thoughts on jeff hardy's debut oh. now the jeff hardy I, I really love the jeff hardy i think he's a he's a fantastic he's a daredevil He's he's a, he's he's one of those crazy ones who just who does the the dives off the top rope. He does the swanton bomb, which looks like it hurts him as much as it hurts the person he's doing it to. I just hope that Jeff Jeff's getting up there in years. I hope he doesn't you know break his back one of these days. Keep that shit on Tuesdays, guys. <laughs> <laughs> it's not for me. Josh Weaver says no. Sean Private Party pounded that ass that they did that they did. Um, Chris Rain says Nyla tweeted in loving memory of Nyla Swanton and AEW. Yeah, can't use that one anymore. Nope, that's his uh, now. So Josh Alexander on List Goes On. We were, t- or maybe it was, I can't remember if it was List Goes On or the List and Your Boy. We were like, Have you ever worked Jeff Hardy? And he's like, Nope, but he, I've heard stories. He's got the heaviest Swanton in wrestling. Boy, did yep. the butcher find that out tonight. Yeah, yeah. No, yes, that, that, woof. Yeah, no, but I, I love that moment of him, him and Darby in the ring felt like it was like, oh, okay, there's like two generations meeting together um, because it's, it feels like they're spiritual uh, successors. I thought that was really cool. Um, and yeah, we're probably going to wind up getting the Hardy Boys, Sting, and Darby Allen versus the Butcher and the Blade and Private Party. All right, I guess. Wonder who's I guess I'll watch that. that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Kevin Steet says Sting and Jeff are going to battle for Darby's soul. I would I would love to see that. Boy, they'll play off some history there if they're both cool with it, which I'd imagine Jeff I'd imagine Jeff would be cool with it mm-hmm. because of the fact that Sting is even willing to work with him now. Yeah. They'll they'll probably reference that and I don't think they'll do it in a distasteful way. Yeah. I think Sting will be like I know that's not who you are type of thing. Because AEW wanted to make sure there were not substance issues with Jeff yeah. Hardy, and there weren't. Nope. And I can tell you now, there were people in WWE that were involved in that match that went to bat for Jeff Hardy, and they're like, he was not messed up. Yes, the, and they, they even said, yes, the behavior was erratic. It was very weird. He wasn't messed up. It was an off night for him. Yeah. So I'm glad that that was the situation as opposed. We'll take erratic behavior over relapse any day of the week. Riley says, love Jeff dancing before saving his brother. And Larry says he knows there's no time, no wrong time to rock. Ain't that the truth? <laughs> Dan Beard says he pressed the taunt button instead of the running button. It's that new control scheme. I know, man. <laughs> they they got to get used to it, man. It's a whole new engine that he's got to get used to at AEW. Pauly Shore's cousin Johnny says, great to finally see Jeff in AEW. Hope they're happy they get to keep the iconic music. Looking forward to seeing the Hardys and Bucks. Uh, for those that wonder, no, they can't use no more words. There are some people, for some reason, that think that he sang that song. He did not sing that song. Hmm. He do, he performs it at some of his concert stuff, right. I think. But that's not his song. Sawyer says, Darby's shock Pikachu face is a pretty good moment. I'll have to go back and watch that. Yeah. Chris says, Brother Nero, I knew you'd come. <laughs> so excited for the matches we're going to get to experience. I've heard so many funny stories about people like walking past Matt Hardy's hotel rooms and they'll hear him cutting cameo promos as broken Matt. <laughs> like I've heard that from That's three great. people now. I love it. 
Mark says the Hardy Boys, Sting and Darby versus Private Party, Butcher and the Blade. Let's do that. Oh, that's that's a hell of a match. It is. It is. Brian says if Hardy's turn heel, who would be their best manager, Tully Blanchard or Don Callis? Well, unfortunately, it can't be Michael Hayes. No. Um, bringing oh, Gangrel signed with MLW now. You can't do that one either. Mm. That's a callback. I don't one. know. I don't know that there is one. Yeah, I don't think there needs to be one. They're, those guys aren't going to turn heel. They're, they're, they're going to get cheered yeah. forever until they retire. Brent says, the future AEW dream tag team tourney grows. It does. There are a solid two years of just fantasy programs with yep. these guys. Yep. They can do it for a long time. Plus, you know, the Rocky Balboa, like, 06. We still got one left in us run mm-hmm. as well. Riley says, my childhood favorite is all elite. Love to see Jeff. And uh, Sandoval says, Vince brings in people like Logan Paul for his fans. Tony brings in people like Regal and Jeff Hardy for his fans. F the Fed. Damn, bro. Mark says, Jeff Hardy left, served out 90 days, signed for the new company, all before Veer was able to re-debut on Raw. Ridiculous. He was busy at Ikea, man. That chair was very hard <laughs> to put together. Well, also, Ikea, those... That's hard to find your way out of that place. You know what I mean? You got got to follow the arrows on the ground. But if you don't want to go that way, you're completely lost a maze. Drew says that somebody needs to tell Jeff there will be no dancing inside the narrative. Very clever. Uh, <laughs> okay. Luis uh, had a good idea. All right. Heel manager, Rebby. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> There you go. Yep. That's, that's a brilliant one, Luis. Yep. That is. Detrain says Jeff Hardy came before Veer. How? Well, I mean, listen, Veer probably got lost. He doesn't know where he is. He's coming all over the place. And when you're coming all over the place, you probably don't want people to, to see your browser history. And when you're coming all over the place, <laughs> you might worry about region blocking. Not with NordVPN.com slash Fightful. Right now, you get a great deal and an additional month off free when you use NordVPN.com slash Fightful. If you're coming in an Ikea and you're using their public Wi-Fi and it's unsecured, that's a hotbed for hackers. They're online trying to figure out how to put all that stuff together and they're just going to steal all your info. Not with NordVPN.com slash Fightful. So whether you're on your phone, your desktop, your laptop, your smart TV, even your router, NordVPN.com slash Fightful as you covered. You can also use that code Fightful. Maybe it's maybe you want to watch Million Dollar Arm, the Disney classic Million Dollar Arm, which is based on Veer. But you're region blocked and you can't get Disney Plus in whatever country you're in. Not with NordVPN.com slash Fightful. Maybe you prefer the WWE Network to Peacock. Well... You can use NordVPN.com slash Fightful, change your virtual location with just one click, and subscribe to WWE Network. It's a good time, my friends. Also, a 30-day money-back guarantee with NordVPN.com slash Fightful. We are so proud to be working with these fellas at NordVPN.com slash Fightful. Hit them up at NordVPN on Twitter. Let them know you heard about them from us. Come where you want, when you want. Thanks to the ability to change your location with just one click virtually. Mark says, hashtag find Veer. Father Lasagna said, shout out to Jeff Hardy for being both, both charismatic and enigmatic by choosing to try to sneak that dance in on his way to the ring to rescue Matt. Matt's pissing blood for two weeks because <laughs> of this. Oh my God. Amazing. 
Nerd Guru says Jeff looked so happy. He deserves this final run with Matt. Him and Darby could be special. Maybe he fixes things with Sting. I, I would love to see that layer done yeah. as long as everybody's okay with it. Yeah. Zach says Tony Schiavone put in a lot of work tonight. Hopefully he's got a nice, comfortable mattress to rest up on. Helixsleep.com slash Fightful. Did you see Anna J respond to Max Caster's rap on Twitter? Well, I expect that he said, or she said, that Jungle Boy has seen boobs, in fact. Yep. Because that's what Max Caster alleged before this outstanding match. Yeah. Uh, at one point, I bought this as the finish. Me too. I could not believe it. Uh, Frank O'Dell said, "Am I late? Uh, has there been a reason for the lack of the Jurassic Express team name? I don't know. I'm going to try to find that out. But the acclaimed continue to get better and better and better and better and better. Yes. Max Caster carries the mic work. Mm-hmm. Anthony Bowens carries the in-wing ring work. It is a perfect pairing. And at one point, I thought they were going to win the damn titles. Yes. Uh, but, I mean, still then, Jungle Express, Lucha Express, whatever the hell you want to call them, Jurassic Express, Jungle Saurus and Lucha Boy, I don't give a damn. It was a good <laughs> match, and I love that they made this match. This was fantastic. Yeah, I also, I loved the, the reason it was made, is that Jungle Express, they wanted, whatever they're called, uh, Jurassic Express, wanted... Um, told Tony Khan, we want to defend our titles on Dynamite. That's what Tony tweeted out. So here, I made this match for you. Um, I, I, that's great. Um, and yes, you're right. That that I don't know what that was. It was like a. It looked like the beginning of like the Magic Killer, but then they flipped him up into like a a some kind of crazy pile driver Minochu Michinoku driver thing. I'd never seen that double team move before. It looked amazing. And we knew that Luchasaurus was was disposed of outside. He was not going to make the save. I really believed that. Oh my God, they're gonna they're gonna have a flash, yes, crazy title change that we're not expecting. <laughs> well, buddy, they did. <laughs> well, they did. They they did later. But that one, I was actually expecting. Yes. I didn't. Uh, this would have been crazy because I was like, because for for those split seconds, I was like. Oh, what if they're going to do a transitional champ to put the belts on another babyface team, like Proud yes. and Powerful or whatever? But I, I totally, they sold me a ticket with that near, near fall. I, I love the finish. I thought it was that 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 like Escalera into a Doomsday device is yes. crazy. I, I loved it. I thought it was a fantastic I, match. And the acclaimed is one of those teams that I feel like you could put on a possible like developmental type of ring of honor and give them the ROH tag belts and let them run with it for like six months. And um, one criticism that I do have that that boom box spot sucked. It was Mm -hmm. so bad. Mm -hmm. It was so bad. Yeah. Um, Bill says could be worse. Could be the Viking experience. I mean, I, I like the name just fine. It's just, yeah. Viking experience sucked. Yeah. Brendan says the acclaimed as tag champs would be fine by me. They're fantastic. A great example of stars being built over time. Yeah. They get themselves over with every pre-match rap too. So, yeah. I mean, that, that goes a long way. Yeah. RH says CM Punk friendship on a pole match. Kate versus SRS. I'm winning that one. Eric says, fine, Sean. I'll get NordVPN.com slash Fightful. Well, thank you. The train says SRS use my humper chat. <laughs> To transition into a sponsorship commercial, not even mad, just impressed. All hail the dong lord. Well, not only that, it got you to send another one. Yeah. So who's the master marketer here? 
Demolition Crunch said, odd that both Tully and Arn aren't managing anyone. Well, I would Arn's, like Arn's managing his kid and, and Lee Johnson. We just don't see them on TV very often. Yeah. And I would like for them to manage a new marquee team to go after FTR. Yeah. I think that could work. That might be interesting. Daniel says, I want to rampage with two matches, Buddy Matthews versus Pac, Darby Allen versus Phoenix. That's it. Would be a great episode. Wow. Sure. Yeah. That'd yeah. Be amazing. Let's do that. Let's just, while we're booking shit, why not? <laughs> why not? Why not? JDB Pringle says, how can anyone not like Dan Housen? There are some people out there, but I mean, man, even Cornette likes that dude. So, I mean, there you go. JR, I literally said, like, well, some people seem to enjoy him, so that's fine with me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Chris Kessler says, Wardlow, a.k.a. the franchise, looks like a major star. He's got that classic ideal pro wrestler body, good looks, personality, the ability to talk, which he'll even get better at it with more reps. That's Absolutely, true. Chris. He's got all that stuff. And knowing that he can cut not just a competent promo, but a sympathetic promo. Yep. A sympathetic promo when you look like that ain't easy. Yeah. It is not easy to make people go, aw, he's a poor guy. That's <laughs> true. <laughs> it is It is a... Um, yeah, it is a uphill battle. Yeah. Uh, James Boris says, can William Regal comment on why uh, why he is the best British talent in AEW and whether or not Pac cares? I love Pac. I think he's a fantastic... He's very good, very, very good. Very, very technical young wrestler. But but no one's better than, than old Sunshine himself, yours truly, William Regal. But we have a guest in the chat. Pretty important guest. Oh, yeah? Thunder Rose is here. <laughs> she says, give me a cage. I don't know why she's sitting here calling out Brian Cage or Christian Cage, but we're running a story on it, Thunder Rosa. You, you, yeah. She she put me over in our interview, which unfortunately the footage is lost. Uh, the footage is, I, I've lost my camera. Uh, I'll plead everybody if somehow you find it. I just want the memory card back. I've got the audio though. She said I was a great journalist. I'm going to run a story about her challenging Christian and Brian Cage. But in all seriousness, she says, Ding dog, the Wicked Witch will be gone next week. Oh, man. Thunder Rosa beats Layla Hirsch and gets her title shot. Yes. The crowd was not quite there for this match, but yeah. Thunder Rosa was to win. I think that was the thing. Everybody knew it was a foregone conclusion that this was going yeah. to be a wrap. And, um, Thunder Rosa gets the title match, a cage match as announced after this Perfect. for next week, St. Patrick's Day Slam. Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, cuts a pretty good promo on her afterwards as well. I feel like AEW could have done a lot more with this feud. I feel like Rosa should have had a longer battle to the top. Yeah. And, uh, but I'm, I'm excited for this match because. They had to battle following last year with no stipulation, and that ain't easy. Yep. So this, I think this is going to be real easy for them. I think they are going to have a classic match. I think it's going to be mm -hmm. a match of the year candidate next week. Yep. I can't wait for it. Uh, what'd you think? Um, Revolution, I, I predicted what was going to happen going into it, it 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 happened the way i thought that that we talked about this last week rosa getting the getting the clean pinfall over Britt baker it, going into the pay-per-view was like that's not what they would normally do so i think it was it was to set up this thing which is that Britt baker requires all of this help 
everybody interfering on her behalf to be able to beat Thunder Rosa. Well, Thunder Rosa is going to get her rematch and they're going to do it in a steel cage so that nobody can interfere. It's perfect. And they're going to do it next week in San Antonio. They're going to do it in front of a much, much bigger audience than would, than would have been at the pay-per-view. They're going to, she's going to be feel like a bigger star because more people are going to see it. More people are going to see this cage match, which is going to be, I think a better match than the one they had at the pay-per-view. And I'm, I'm very excited to see that moment where Thunder Rosa after a, after a year, cause it was going to be like almost a year to the day yeah. of her beating Britt Baker in that, in that mat, uh, in that match. Um, she's going to hold up that, that brand new amazing title belt in front of those fans in San Antonio. It's going to be a moment that will be a seminal moment in AEW for years to come. Brendan says he can't wait for that hometown pop. Tremaine says, I'm pissed. I moved to San Antonio to be close to my family. And the one time they come, I have to work that day. And any good tickets cost at least $400. This is butt shit. Man, I mean, let me tell you, there's probably not a bad ticket in that arena, to be honest with you. Like, they, their arenas are very, very good for, for viewing and stuff. Norm says, hola, Rosa, can't wait for you to win the title in San Antonio. You deserve it. She does deserve it. I, I've spoken openly about how much I respect Thunder Rosa for all that she went through and improving when she could have just coasted and helping out a lot of other people. Um, she is an example of really, really hard work. Jambeard says that he's down for a Rosa Brian Cage match. I bet it'd be good. And uh, <laughs> we've got we've got Bill saying Rosa and Nicholas Cage. Sign me up. Valab, despite all Brit's rage, she's still getting Rosa in a cage. It's <laughs> good stuff. Nerd Guru says, I hate the women's title stuff. I get the hometown, but Rosa shouldn't have lost on the pay-per-view because why is she next? I hope they end Brit's reign of terror. Well, she had to win a contender match to get there. Um, yeah. I understand her getting another crack at, at, at an opportunity because Tony Khan ain't stupid. He yeah. watches the show. He yeah. saw what happened, so she probably deserved that opportunity again. Right. It wasn't just like, here's your rematch. Next time, bring some damn backup with you. Right. That's the other thing is that we're, we're – I think they could have done more to uh, explain why Mercedes wasn't involved at the pay-per-view, um, but they're they're doing this thing now. They're having Jamie Hayter versus Mercedes. Maybe those two will cancel each other out so they can't be involved next week. Maybe that's the story they'll tell. Um, but – uh, I think it's really interesting is that that we loved that 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 lights out match a year ago so much. And um, because it didn't count, Britt Baker ascended to the title match of double or nothing while Thunder Rosa did not. Yes. But as soon as Britt Baker became champion, we all immediately said the only person who's going to take that title off of Britt Baker is Thunder Rosa. But it couldn't happen immediately because we all thought Britt at the time deserved a long reign. Now we're finally getting to a point where it's that, that reign is coming to a natural end. And still the only person who's going to take that title off of Brit is Thunder Rosa. It just, it took us longer to get there than I think a lot of us wanted, but it's been like almost predetermined since day one. Zach says, I think tonight tonight paid off Britain Rosa versus revolution puts a cage match on free TV. So it can hopefully main event and be seen by more people. And the special stip calls to mind the lights out match. Uh, well, I reported on FightfulSelect.com that the finish of that match this past weekend changed multiple times. And also that belt, uh, as, as Leather by Dan mentioned, the turnaround was like three weeks. He said it was the fastest he's ever put together a belt. 
by a full week. That's amazing. Derek says, people say the feud needed to be longer, but forget Thunder Rosa was in the TBS tournament for months. Buddy, that ended like two months ago. Yeah. Like she could have, like they could have parlayed that immediately into her working her way up. Um, It it just could have used some more attention for sure. Mm-hmm. Xanthiou says, how is Tony, someone in a position of authority, not strongly suggested that Layla Hirsch maybe take a break from wearing ring gear draped in Russian flags for a little while, given what's going on? Man, I ain't touching that with a 10-foot pole. Um, she was she was born there. She was born there. And I, I I would imagine she doesn't agree with what's going on. Yeah. Um, it's the government, not the people. Swerve versus Tony Nese for Rampage. Well, FightfulSelect.com. Please subscribe today. Reported that Swerve would be at Revolution. Good. He's going to beat Tony Nese. He said as much. He's like, just like old times, I'm going to beat your ass. Beat your ass on Friday, just like he used to do on 205 Live. But here's the other thing is that that match is going to be a low-key banger because those guys work really, really well together. Tony Nese is the the perfect guy to make somebody else look good in defeat and and just move on from that match. Tony Nese is really, really a great wrestler. It's just we all know what his role is here. It doesn't mean the match is going to be bad. Swerve's going to move on to something important pretty quick, I think. Yeah, he's going to get a big push. Mark says, obviously, Arn and Tully are reforming the Brain Busters. <laughs> Clever. <laughs> QT tried to recruit Keith Lee, tried to help him out with Team Taz because they have a mutual enemy. I like this yeah. because it made sense for QT to try. Yes. The overreaction to Keith Lee saying, I'm good, was comically bad. Yeah. <laughs> that was so bad. Yeah, However... Yeah. QT has a very unique ability to make you want to watch him get his ass kicked. It never gets old watching that guy get his ass kicked. And that is a good way to keep a job in pro wrestling. Yep. Not much really to add to this, but there you go. Jade Cargill is kissing people now. The kiss of death. Uh, That's how she's putting people away. I got to put over this tweet from Nyla Rose that she put out. HLA is now all elite. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh my God. Uh, sure. Why not? Yeah. If that's what she wants to do and everybody's cool with it, whatever. I Mark do Quinn, like, go ahead. They're making, they're making a big deal of this is going to be 30 and O. So either this next one for her 30 gift is going to be the big surprise or she's going to get to 30 and 0 and then say, listen, I've beaten everybody here. There's nobody in that locker room who can stand up to me. And then you get somebody coming in like sure. an Athena or something like that. I think that'd be a great way to do it. I agree. Lord uh, Bebop says, Lord Regal, Regal showing best of British. What a classy promo. Wardlow's was awesome too. Glad Scorpio Sky got the win. It's about time. Well, before we get to that, um, no, we were there. By God, I just looked. We're at that segment. I was yep. saving it towards the end. Danielson and Moxley defeat the Work Horsemen. Now, I just want to say, in the ring, not John Moxley's best night. Uh, he whiffed on that dive, whiffed on another another something, but this was a, an established, like, this is them teaming up type of thing. Yeah. I loved the way they handled Sunday. I thought it was perfect. Yep. Um. <clears throat> This match was to say, they are a unit now. Here's that guy, William Regal. Chris Rain says, it was great to see the workhorsemen on my TV. That it was. Uh, we got people pitching who could join. Amir says, 
Any chance Cesaro or Joe join? Williams says, would he be a better fit with Danielson and Regal? Uh, Irene says, with Regal now managing, is the Wheeler-Garcia-Moriarty faction still happening on hold or not happening? Uh, Tony P says, the best friends of the lone survivors of the original AEW gang wars. Imagine this, Mox and Danielson versus House of Black, who preaches violence, is uh, pure human human nature. And then Jambeard says, I know they want uh, guys like Garcia or Moriarty, but I'm down to bring in Thatcher. So mm. let's attack those one by one. I don't think Thatcher's coming in unless mm. they bring him in for the ROH thing. Mm-hmm. Joe, perhaps, or he could be doing something else. Yeah. Moriarty, Garcia, Yuta, I think you have to. Um, I'd liken it to a situation I know pretty well. Jessamine Duke used to train at a very good gym local to me, about 40 minutes away. It was a really, really good gym. And she became one of the top prospects uh, in MMA at that gym. Then she got on the Ultimate Fighter, and Ronda Rousey said, how about you move across the country and live and train with me and Shayna? And she said, well, shit, okay. Because how could you turn that down? Right Now, as we would later t- find out, Ronda Rousey's coach absolutely sucked. But when Ronda Rousey wants you to do something, you're going to come and do that. Yeah. No no ill will, old team, but got to take that opportunity. If you're Garcia, Yuta, and Moriarty, no ill will, Matt Seidel, or 2.0, but you got to do it. Maybe Garcia is the holdout because he's got Jericho now. Maybe. Mm -hmm. But I would really love to see them still do it. Claudio, that would be great. He would be a great addition as well. Yeah, I think I think Claudio works really well as like um, that. That's the silent partner. I think it'd be a lot of cool things to have him there doing stuff. But there's a there's a lot of openings here. I I could absolutely see this turning into like a little Cobra Kai dojo kind of a thing where where the, yes. you're training up the young guys and and also you could have very different personalities of these things. Maybe Wheeler Yuta who's been hanging out with the best friends is slow to embrace his inner violence. But maybe after a while, he's the one who's the wild card. Who's like, who snaps on people and stuff. Cause he, he can't handle that kind of pressure. You could do some really cool stuff with Regal and Danielson and Mox, like boot camping these guys into being what, what you could do some really cool stuff. I'm not sure what, but I will say I love just the very subtle ways that like Danielson and Mox are going to start to mesh like where he had, he had him up in that, in that stretch, the surfboard stretch and was able to reach up and Mox tagged in and got in and slapped the guy across the chest while he had, he could not protect himself. That was a cool little maneuver I'd never seen before. I, I am excited about what this is going to bring, but mostly I'm excited for William Regal. Reminder, guys, leave a thumbs up. You can get in your Super Chats or Humper Chats, humperchats.com. A couple more plugs, fightfulselect.com. We would greatly appreciate that. Also, I'm on Cameo now with all of the proceeds going to charity forever, period. Uh, Last month, I donated to local animal shelters in my area. Uh, This month, it is to Ukrainian relief efforts. Jimmy Van will match them this month as well. So check it out, cameo.com. I'll break news for your EFED. I'll roast you. I'll do birthday wishes, anything like that to help out a good cause. 
And William Regal is what a lot of people want to talk about. Brent Lockman says, to be fair, Regal being there added an hour. <laughs> there, there, there was some rambling to this promo, but this is the first time the guys got to cut it a yeah. long, free promo in a while. He thanked Tony Schiavone. He was making everybody in the goddamn ring cry. He was. Tony was getting emotional. He even made himself cry. He but uh, he said that, He's there to add years to people's career. He says that Danielson is the wrestler he always should have been. He is the perfect wrestler. He put over John Moxley as well. Simple, effective, emotional. I loved it. Yeah, I, I love that moment. Like, you know, with him, him and Shivani, where he was like, you know, when I first came to this country, you helped me when you didn't have to. And I'll never forget that. Like, that was, that was beautiful. Um, and uh, the the stuff he said about Danielson were like, uh, I had all these problems because we know about his 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 past demons that he's had to overcome, which is why he sees a little bit of himself in Moxley, which is yes. a cool a cool thing a wrinkle for them to go into too. But also, you were the perfect wrestler. You're the wrestler I should have been if I if I could have ever really fully gotten over my demons. I'm like that's and you could tell like. Brian Danielson being told by William Regal that Brian Danielson is the perfect wrestler. You could tell that's Ooh. like the greatest compliment he could ever possibly receive. And he was being paid it in real time for the first time. That was not something that was prepared. He did not know he was going to be told that. And you could tell that really shook him to, to be told that by his, by his hero. Like I, I thought this was, it was rambling in places, but it's understandable. I mean, like this moment, my goodness. Reminder, you can get additional content on Fightful Overbooked. That's youtube.com slash Fightful Overbooked. James says, war games or war games? <laughs> Josh says, Danielson and Regal teaching Garcia and Yuta, but when they fail at something, they have to go out back with Moxley. I love it. Yeah. I love it, Josh. That could be that's, good. That's, that, that's that shit I like. Yeah. Riley says, uh, I didn't know Regal was 53. I think he could still go if he wanted to. Mm. Would love a six-man tag with Regal, Brian, Mox, or a Regal, Brian match. So, William Regal is nowhere near, like, his his ring shape. He's just no. not. And he hasn't wrestled in a long, mm. long time. Like, we're talking, like, eight, eight, eight and a half years. He did his, his big 20, 21-minute match in NXT, and that was his farewell. And even that was five months removed after his prime his his last wwe run right like he his best days are well behind him it was hard for him to stay in the ring for an extended period of time there at the end um he had a lot of stuff that he physical stuff that he had to battle never say never anything's possible man yeah. anything is possible nathan depaul says regal's dojo versus suzuki goon win that's what I want to see. I want to see like the young lions here against some of the young lions in New yeah. Japan. Peyton yeah, says, yeah. how do you look at William Regal and say, yeah, let's fire him. His promo ruled. And I can't wait to see more of this stable. So Alex, did you watch all of the scrum on? Uh, no, I, I, I wasn't able to watch all of it. No. He had a fantastic point about ROH NXT and NXT 2.0. And he was like, well, here's why I understand why they revamped it. Which do we prefer? And we all right. said NXT. 
I saw this part. Yeah. yeah, and then we said, which he said, which do you think is more conducive to Vince McMahon's vision of wrestling? We all said 2.0. And he said, there. That's why I don't think it was a bad idea for them to change. Did I like the other thing better? Did we all? Yes, but he's going to do what he's going to do. Why would he keep on spending time and money creating stars that eventually I'm going to sign and capitalize <laughs> off of. Why would he do that? Yeah. Well, now that he ain't anymore, I need to start doing that myself. Yes. yes. Somebody else ain't going to do it for me. Yes. Um, and now that's not verbatim. That's what I took from it. So that's likely what we're, we're going to see out of ROH and I'm yeah. down with it. And yep. it, what better guy to have there than William Regal. And I keep saying this, I think Matt Hardy should become Tony's Pat Patterson. A finished guy, a creative guy. Think yeah. of all the characters he's thought of for himself yes. and got over. Like yes. a million of them. Yeah. Like he's gotten so much shit over. Well, the other thing about AW is it just you you're able to listen to the actual performers. Yeah. The performers are creative people. You nobody gets into wrestling who isn't creative and what hasn't like done like created their own character in their backyard. Like yeah. people are creative. And in the other place, nobody gets listened to. Mark Losper says Sting is 62 was on the shelf now jumping off balconies. This way of has a co this company has a way of delivering things you don't expect. Now that is true, but also um, like Sting kept himself in really really good shape, or, or at least pretty decent shape. Good enough. Yeah, I mean I think a better comparison would maybe be Tully. Yeah, because Tully wrestled a handful of matches in the 2000s, but really other than that hadn't wrestled in decades and came back. But yeah. Regal, Regal pulling out the brass knucks one time might be fun. Yeah. Anything's possible. Josh Weaver says, I think Mox and Danielson should recruit J.D. Drake and get him away from the wingmen. <laughs> <laughs> like them whipping him into shape would be good. Yeah, that would be fun. Eric says, thanks for the 70% off NordVPN. I think you will legitimately love NordVPN.com slash Fightful. I truly love using it. Uh, Nerd Guru says, NXT fans that got pushed away after it changed, don't watch anymore, should watch this Regal promo. It was a masterclass. Regal is the best. I mean, I thought, I just think it was real. I think that's what it was. I thought, yeah. I think it was him talking more than it was a promo. And it, it, you could tell it meant something very deep to him to be able to give that promo. Yes. Brent says, when does Mox bring in Shooter? He should bring in Shota Umino. Yeah. That should be his big thing. If I were AEW, I'd be calling up New Japan and saying, let's let us have him. We promise you he'll be over as hell. Yeah. That's what I would love to see. Mark says, Jade versus Camille, give me what I want. That'd be a fun match. Yeah. And Nikolai says, slightly off topic, should we read anything into the Nightmare Factory postponing their April class? Great show tonight. Regal even made me cry. Happy for Scorpio. I talked to Cody tonight, and it, it he seemed to indicate to me that it, that wasn't the case. But I don't know. I mean, workers work, and he is a supreme worker. I'll put Brian Danielson said he didn't learn how to lie until he rode with Cody Rhodes. And Cody Rhodes taught him how to lie. So if you think I'm just going to talk to Cody Rhodes and be like, sure, pal, <laughs> come on. Come on, man. Yep. Your boy's a little bit smarter than that. Um, but yeah, I. I don't think there's nothing to it. You know what right. I mean? I think there's something to it. Sammy Guevara versus Scorpio Sky. Scorpio Sky wins the TNT title. Chris says he's so happy for it. 
Jambeard says he really needs Wardlow to slash sna- smash him next week and become the champ. Then Wardlow MJF at double or nothing for the title. MJF wins his first title off Wardlow. Well, there is a lot to unpack here. First off, that's 630 to the outside through the table. Let me just say, fuck. <laughs> what? Yep. The hell? What are you doing, bud? Yes. That was amazing, horrifying. I'm glad they gave him the entire commercial break. Yes. Because they should. Um, that was unbelievable, Alex. Buddy, that was good. He So he was sitting there winking at the camera and doing the, the crazy... And JR's the one time JR isn't like, what the hell are you doing? What are you doing? Well, it cost him. And then later on, the shooting star press cost him as well. Mm-hmm. I thought there was some great in ring. Um, Scorpio Sky has been touting his one year undefeated streak. Yep. But his schedule has not been as tough as Sammy's. Sure. Like, I think that plays into the match. Sammy did a match of the year candidate on Friday, did a Spanish fly off the set on Sunday, defended the title on Wednesday. Yep. It caught up to him. His high risk attitude caught up to him and Scorpio sky captured it. Um, God, there's so much to just unload on right here. We're going to save the page Van Zant thing till later. This match was really good. Yes, it really was. Um, uh, the, what I love is that the, 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 the one consistent storytelling thing about, about Sammy's character since he's become TNT champ is he always takes the unnecessary risk Yes, and it always pays out for him, but eventually it's going to bite him in the ass. And that was tonight. And that's, that's, that's just poetry, man. Like that's, that's a fantastic story. He like on, on on Sunday, there was no need to do that crazy Spanish fly off the part of the set through the tables. You didn't need to do that. What happened when you did that? Well, it didn't hurt your team. Your team still won the match, but it hurt you. You came into the into the match with your ribs taped up. And what happened? You got your ribs taped up, but you say, watch me. I'm crazy. I'm going to do this 630 splash onto this dude on the table for no reason because you can't pin him on the outside. What are you doing? That's unnecessary. But because he's crazy, he's going to do it. And it finally caught up to him. And that's the storyline of, of Sammy Guevara. It's In a great this match, story. It's a great story. It, it actually makes perfect sense. And that's why I love what AEW does. Like that somehow has qualified as long-term storytelling. And it tells the story of Sammy Guevara from beating Miro to now. That's the, been the story. He takes necessary risks, and eventually it's going to catch up to him, and it caught up to him tonight, and that's why he lost the match. Chris Greg. says he laughed when Scorpio told Ty that he, he would kiss Sammy for her. Uh, and Grant says Sammy deserves an Academy Award for the sell job. I love that they brought out Ty yep. there. It made a lot of sense, because yeah. why would she not be concerned there? And everybody knows. Uh, also, <laughs> didn't... The regal of life, Tony Schiavone, or was I tripping? It seemed implied. <laughs> he did. He did. It seemed implied. I mean, that wasn't a super chat, but listen, we're here to answer the tough questions and ask the tough ones too. Yeah. So there's a free one for you. Yeah. 
Brent says, if I do anything crazy and it goes wrong, I'm young. I can just go to the hospital, Sammy said once in an interview. I hear it every time. Yeah. Exactly. Um, Jeffrey says, the way that some fans treat Sammy and Ty about their personal lives online is downright disgusting. Guys, I actively encourage you to uh, treat people like dog shit if they act like that. Uh, like legitimately, if they're buttoning into people's personal lives, tell them they're fucking stupid. Tell them they're weird, or just uh, you know, I don't know, show up and <laughs> I do do what I do. Just if, if I see people making those comments, I preemptively block because I know I'm not going to oh, have anything to say. No, to this show is sponsored by Better Help. If you had an extra hour in your day, what is the first thing that you would do? Read a book, take a nap play some video games, do something for a friend, volunteer. A lot of us spend our lives wishing that we had more time. But the question is, time for what? And if it was unlimited, how would you go about using it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important for you and to make it a priority. And therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Therapy is so valuable. It's gotten me through some tough times, really helped me reflect on things that are important, specifically with BetterHelp. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be the convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. This is so beneficial when you've got that crammed schedule and you can't even imagine finding that extra hour. You can do it all from home. Fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Fightful today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash Fightful. It's so flexible and it can help you find that social sweet spot with BetterHelp. That's BetterHelp.com slash Fightful. You know what I mean? Listen, I encourage violence, Alex. <laughs> I'm I think that weapons should yeah. be used here. I'm completely serious about this. I'm not joking, and it won't be taken out of context mm -hmm. whatsoever. Right. I, I think that's what should happen. Yeah. Um, yeah. I I mean, my God. I saw so many people that were like, oh, the kiss of death. They got tattooed. It was a fucking temporary tattoo, guys. Yeah. Sammy and Ty got their names tattooed on each other. A temporary tattoo. Yeah. That's what you should do. Just tattoo gun anybody. Yeah. Anybody that does this and say, mind your fucking business. Yeah, true. That's what you should do. Anyway. Yeah. Mark says the black community will rightly eat this company alive if they take the title off of Scorpio after a one-week reign. I don't think it will happen. I think Wardlow loses. Mm. I think that MJF will cost him the match. Why would MJF cost him the match? Why? Why wouldn't he? Because he told he told uh, Wardlow, "Don't worry. If you win the title shot, I won't. It, the title shot is yours. But the contract says that any titles." Wardlow wins. Maybe go to MJF. Like I, that's 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 my prediction. I think. But we'll, we'll talk about what happened at the end of this match, Perhaps. and then I'll get my prediction for next week. Perhaps. 
Lord says, uh, Lord Jackson says, I know he's still a tra- just a transitional champ, but hell yes, Scorpio, my boy. The man once wrestled a tag match in dress shoes on short notice. He did. He's amazing. Yeah. He says, I unironically want him to win the world title at some point and become the first Grand Slam champion. I think that Scorpio will find that something to set him apart. Grayman says, any word on the Briscoe Soldiers of Savagery or any other ROH stars? Maybe a Kings of Wrestling reunion in the summer. Motor City Machine Guns are back. Why not? Uh, Saban signed with Impact. Um, I haven't heard of any any other stuff. Any other people going to ROH? Maybe the Briscoes because then they won't be in AEW. Matt says I was confident Sammy was going to win this. Now it means Scorpio is going against an extremely overward low. If Scorp loses a one week reign, I'd be surprised if that uh, match ends clean at all. I don't think it's going to end clean. If Wardlow wins, then it will. Then it will. Mm. Normhausen says, evening, boys. How long till Miro challenges Wardlow for the TNT belt? Because Wardog is definitely winning that next week. I'll need hosed off for that one. I'm not convinced. I'm not convinced that MJF doesn't cost him the title. I really don't. And Bill says, do you think Wardlow will refuse the match because he would need to give the title to MJF? No, I think he would still do it. I mean, there. why wouldn't he do it? Just just right. to, for the sake of doing it. So, so um, what happens at the end of this is it is it's building to what is almost obviously to me Sammy Guevara and Ty Conti versus Scorpio Sky or I guess Ethan Page and Page Van Zant in a mixed tag match. That seems to be a major thing we, we built to because there was all kinds of interference. Page Van Sant laid out Ty Conti, signed her AEW contract on Ty Conti's ass. Like there was all of that. So I feel like Scorpio is going to be cost a match next week by Sammy. And we don't see MJF at all until after Wardlow wins the title. And then with Wardlow standing there holding the title up, we hear MJF's music. And he comes out holding the contract with Mark Sterling. And he says, sorry, buddy, that title's mine. It says so right here. Like the, what an amazing heel moment for MJF. To, to take the title from Wardlow. He did not win it, but it's his now. Like, that's a huge heel moment for him. Also, we're all cheering for Wardlow because he won and we gets taken away from us. Like, that would be yes. an amazing moment. That's what I predicted. Hope happens. Nurguru says, this company's made so many great signings of late. We need more women. The market is plentiful. Athena, Tony, Nixon, Newell, or home runs. They are. They all should be signed, in my opinion. And, um... Lord Jackson says, to be honest, if Cody and Brandy hadn't left, they were totally supposed to be in this storyline instead of Sammy and Tay, right? Wish they were still around. Two of them getting beat down while the audience cheers for ATT would have been hilarious. Yes, they, from what I understand, this was supposed to have a Cody-Brandy integration there. And uh, I have to put over Tony Khan and this whole tie-in of why Sky got the match. Sky was offered a spot in the ladder match. And Dan Lambert last week said, no, I'm going to make sure that you get that title before the person who wins the ladder match. And he did. And Tony Khan said, you know what? He made me a deal. He'd give me, deliver me Paige Van Zandt if I gave Scorpio Sky a title match. Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't Tony do Perfect. that? Why wouldn't they? This was brilliant all around. It made Dan Lambert look look smart. It made Tony Khan look smart for not only accepting it, but not really trusting Dan Lambert until it happened. It's a great way to intro Paige Van Zant. 
You give Sammy Guevara a reason to lose. You're setting up a program for Ty Conti. You're setting up an initial program for Paige Van Zant. Ethan Page is out there floating around doing his thing too. You've got like seven people, six or seven people that come out looking better because of this story that they lace together in a week. This yeah. is really good common sense shit. Loved it. Yeah. Mark says, loved Alex's booking, but that's a four-hour Grapsity next week. Yeah. <laughs> Grayman says, do you see a Danhausen storyline with House of Black? Jesus, I hope so. He did the thing that I said I wanted him to do. He did it on the, the Fan Fest. He submitted an application to, to House of Black. I want him to submit an application to all the factions. I want to yes. see that. Yes. Bill says, damn you, Alex, and your gloriously brilliant mind. Alex does have a brilliant mind. You can check it out twice a week on FightfulSelect.com as well. Josh says, MJF sends Spears out to do the deed to keep his word that MJF didn't get involved directly. That's possible. There you go. I mean, that could that could happen as well. And Jambeard wraps us up and says, what woman would you like to join the stable with Mox, Brian, and Regal? Let me look. I mean... At- I don't, they seem to be like no nonsense baby faces mm-hmm. at this point, especially with that promo. Otherwise, I would say Deeb. Like Deeb is like yeah. the, the woman who's like training all the women would be. Kind yes, of I would. I would love to see Deeb do that. That would be really, really good. Um, AQA could be a nice one to to kind of mm. add to that, like like out of left field, like yeah. a prospect type of thing. I think that would be interesting. She's the one that stands out to me. But I mean, like there are some like raw potential people like Penelope Ford. You could argue like she's got the tools, but she hasn't quite put that together. But I mean, it seems like they like the people that are right on the cusp of breaking through type of thing. Also, they seem to be like they like to bring to break people away from somebody. Chris Statlander. Yeah, but like they've already done with Yuta, but like. Statlander yeah. would be really interesting because she's she's come up against kind of a little ceiling. She can't seem to advance past it. She's super over and she's super strong and physical. I think that'd be interesting to see like what William Regal could do with her. I see a lot of people saying Layla Hirsch. I think that would be a good one as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. Josh says Dan Housen applies to join Yas but calls it Jizz. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Nixon sure. Newell is a Regal's female ace is a win. Yeah, that's true. Or Tony. Tony would work. Yeah, Tony well. Storm. Yeah. Because Dan hasn't cost Starks the ladder match. Do you think this could lead to a Team Taz best friends feud hook and OC? Yeah, but OC's out for a while, unfortunately. Yeah. He got hurt on that, that Keith Lee throw. But guys, you guys have been overwhelmingly supportive tonight. I mean, we have a two- two-man show now if, if we saw a three-man show this would have went two hours yeah i thought for sure oh we're going we're, we're doing a two-guy show this will be like a, a smooth 80 minutes maybe as it turns out you guys like talking about aew yeah. leave a thumbs up i got another interview dropping on friday don't know who it's going to be yet because i'm deciding which of the interviews i want to run and i'm trying hoping praying somehow my camera gets back to me so i can get footage of this but I'm considering maybe integrating some art into the interviews that I did, maybe doing something fun there. Uh, Mark says Regal did tweet about Tony after her release. There you go. Alex, tell the people where they can find you. You can find me on the Twitter at Alex Sour Graps. Also twice a week on FIFA Select, reviewing Raw, 
and SmackDown. Spoiler alert, I don't like either of those shows as much as I like AEW. And then on Tuesdays with the wonderful Miss Kate Fabe, where we where we have an after party for the NXT 2.0 show, which has basically become 2.0-tal divas. Somebody posted that JR screamed, yes, we can, after Scorpio Sky won the title. <laughs> Come on. I have to check that out and see if that's for real. Oh my god. <laughs> Guys. <laughs> oh no. Please leave a thumbs up. Um Jam Beard says just wait, Sean, we'll get you <laughs> singing and doing impressions soon. <laughs> Please get a cameo and support a good cause. <laughs> I would greatly appreciate it. We're out. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.